0: Elon Musk planning to reverse all permanent bans from Twitter. A re-platforming. All the veterans of the great meme war of 2015 and 16 are coming back. The gulags are coming open. Massive. We're going to break that down. But first, I want to remind you guys that AmFest is coming up this December. 17th to 20th, Phoenix, Arizona, AmFest.com, myself, Tucker Carlson, Charlie Kirk, Steve Bannon, Benny Johnson, Senator Hawley, so many people, it will be the place to be in the conservative, new right, populist movement. Make sure you are there, and yes, folks, yes, Mike Lindell will be there, and since Mike Lindell's involved, you know that promo code POSO will get you 25% off. Myself and the POSO family, see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is October 5th, 2022, Anno Domini. Tonight's top stories, Elon Musk plans to reverse all permanent Twitter bans after his purchase goes through and massive layoffs are coming. Next, an NBC reporter unwittingly implies that Twitter censorship favors liberals in elections oops third the biden administration's secret deal with opec has been exposed and finally a blm attorney is sued after his client received oh look at this zero dollars from a gofundme fundraiser all this and more ahead human events daily
1: That's actually a good model. Um, if you're in China, it's basically you, you kind of live on WeChat. It does everything. Um, it's sort of like Twitter plus PayPal plus a whole bunch of other things, and all we'll roll into one with actually a great interface. And it's it's really an excellent app. And we don't have anything like that um, outside of China. So uh, I think it, such a, such an app um, would be really uh, useful. It, just like the utility of, of it uh, of, of of sort of a a spam free thing where you could you can make comments you can post videos you know i think it's important for content creators to have a revenue share um now, now this this does not need to be done on twitter it could be done from something that's created from scratch but it, it's it's either convert twitter to that or to start something new those are the two but it, it does need to happen somehow
0: so huge news on the twitter front elon musk and the new york times even has this referring to elon musk's text messages that were released in part of the lawsuit that, if you remember, the lawsuit was going to go through. The text messages had already come out. They had already been released, unsealed. But that's now been dropped. They're looking at dropping the the entire lawsuit completely. The deal's on the table. Go through with it. Elon becomes the sole proprietor of Twitter. However, in one of the text messages, he stated that Elon Musk told the CEO of Twitter that he wants to, and I'm quoting, reverse all permanent Twitter bans. That means if you're on the left, if you're on the right, if you're on the center, if you were permanently banned from Twitter, that after his purchase, we're talking about a blanket amnesty, that he's directly noticing that this has been one of the major Um, obstacles to growth when it comes to Twitter. Because think about it. If you're sitting there saying, well, I want to go on this platform. Oh, that platform is going to ban you if you say this, this, and this. If you ask questions about bio mandates from the government, if you ask questions about the election, if you have questions about what's going on with our money overseas, you can be banned, you can be shadow banned, you can be throttled. Just the News had the story, by the way, about how myself, Charlie Kirk, and so many others The U.S. government is working with a consortium, right, I love these, of nonprofit groups, Stanford and others, to shadow ban us directly, and this has been going on since 2020. Completely illegal, by the way. Elon Musk wants to turn all of that back. So I had a great discussion today with Gabe Hoffman, Excipitor Capital, um, hedge fund guy, and he made a couple of really, really smart points in terms of this. He said, if Elon Musk comes over, and he, he, will, he will eventually be the one to take over it because he's got the contract, that you're going to see mass layoffs at Twitter. Now, of course, the way the New York Times is framing this is, oh, there's going to be an exodus. It's an employee revolt. They don't want to work for him. No, no, no. It's not even that. The issue is that Twitter is bloated. It has too many people working. There's way too much overhead, not enough profit. So what do you do? You get rid of that. You cut the fat. And I say, Elon, start with the CEO. Day one, gone. Anyone on the trust and safety team, gone. Anyone responsible for banning people, for flagging tweets, gone. Get rid of all of them. Go scorched earth on Twitter. Take out every single one of these people who think that they have the right to determine your free speech. Take them out. And then number two, when we played the shot just there, played the clip that, Elon's talking about WeChat. So what does He WeChat do? WeChat is considered a super app. Now, Elon, you better not be working with the CCP on this because if you are, there's going to be problems. And when the new majority comes in next year, we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen. No data on the servers in the People's Republic of China like that guy in LA found out. No, 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 no. What we want is very simple. We want an app where we're allowed to talk, where we're allowed to speak freely, and that you aren't in the business of determining what's true and what's not true. You're just in the business of providing a communications platform. But what Elon has also talked about is, obviously we know, of course, Elon Musk comes from the PayPal mafia. He was gonna make sure that pay, so PayPal is gonna be integrated or maybe even a new system, Twitter pay instituted in this, Uh, phone calling, video calling, the idea that you, so you'll be able to swipe your phone, right? When you go to purchase something, movie tickets or uh, food, use Twitter pay, boom, goes directly for that. Then probably your Uber, everything else completely integrated within the app. The other one, integrate with Rumble. If Twitter integrates with Rumble, it will be profitable overnight. There's billions of dollars to be made. By now you've all heard the latest inflation numbers. And while the country suffers and the stock market has had its worst day in over two years, the Biden administration had thrown a party. This economy is not well, and the Fed is likely to continue raising interest rates. That's why I recommend you diversify with gold and silver now. And the only company I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or if you prefer, have it delivered securely right to your front door. Their approach is different. They focus on educating and developing a long-term strategy that's right for you. That's why Allegiance Gold has some of the highest ratings in the entire industry. Five stars with TrustLink, AAA rated with the Business and Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. We've set up a new portal for this, protectwithposo.com. When you go to protectwithposo.com, you get the best offer yet, up to $2,500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that Poso sent you. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare protectwithposo.com. That's protectwithposo.com. Link in the description.
1: Mr. Dorsey,
0: does Twitter have the ability to influence elections? No. You don't believe Twitter has any ability to influence
1: elections? No, we are one part of of a spectrum of communication channels that people have. So you're testified to this committee right now that, that, that Twitter, when it silences people, when it censors people, when it blocks political speech, that has no impact on elections? People, people have choice of other communication channels with which- not if, not if they don't hear information. If you don't think you have the power to influence elections, why do you block anything? Uh, well, we have policies that are focused on making sure that more voices on the platform are possible. We see a lot of abuse and harassment, which ends up silencing people and having them leave from the platform.
0: I love that, right? Well, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, did you know? Did you know that they've said that the the Hunter Biden laptop story had been known to voters that eventually voted to undecided voters who went for Biden. If that had been known in just three states, in three states, the ten percent of those people have said that they would have changed their votes. That would have swung the entire election, right there. But because Twitter and Facebook censored that story, censored everyone who even shared that story, blocked people from being able to share that story. It wasn't known, and history is the way it is. Well, an NBC reporter, you know, a true reporter, a true just total sycophant hatchet man for... His corporate oligarch bosses at Comcast, by the name of Ben Collins, put up a tweet last night while losing his mind over the fact that Elon Musk might be buying Twitter. And here's what he wrote. He said, we'll be buying Twitter, I should say. For those of you who ask, yes, I do think this site can and will change pretty dramatically if Musk gets full control over it. No, there's no immediate replacement. If it gets done early enough, based on the people he's aligned with, yes, it could actually affect midterms. And the same guy had just been tweeting recently, or just just prior to this, about the text messages where Elon was saying about re- letting this idea of a reverse on all permanent Twitter bans come off. So what does this mean? This means that he's implicitly Stating, right, the subtext of his his tweet here is that the people at these companies have had a revolving door toxic relationship with the platforms like Twitter, like Facebook, like YouTube, that their ability to flag, quote unquote, disinformation actually has the ability to swing elections. Well, let me tell you a little story about Ben Collins of NBC. In 2020, I publicly offered the Hunter Biden hard drive to anyone who wanted it. I offered it to Joe Rogan. I offered it to Jake Tapper of CNN constantly. I said, if you want this hard drive, I will make you a copy of it and I'll give it to you. Give it to you right now. Still will, by the way. Jake Tapper, hit me up. Joe Rogan, anytime you want it, it's yours mark cuban believe it or not mark cuban responded to me in 2020 and said i'd like to take a look at it but i want to invite some people along with me to verify the contents and i said okay who do you want to bring one of the people that he mentioned was ben collins from nbc because i guess he thought that this was just a person who determined you know what's information and what's disinformation Ben Collins proceeded to respond to Mark Cuban by screaming about me, calling me names, attacking me, losing his mind, freaking out again and again and again and again that Mark Cuban would even be talking to me and eventually killed any momentum that we would have had going forward. So Ben Collins actively worked to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story coming out from me when I had a copy of that hard drive two years ago this month in October of 2020, and now he's admitting because he's not stupid. He knows exactly what he did and he knows exactly what his job is. His job is to protect his corporate oligarchs and to get his preferred candidates into office by denying you the ability to see the truth. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since
1: Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. And with this action, it's going to go up further. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home.
0: In coordination with our partners, we've already announced that we're releasing 60 million barrels of oil from our joint oil reserves. Half of that 30 billion million excuse me is coming from the United States and we're taking steps to
1: ensure the reliable supply of global energy we are also going to keep working with every tool at our disposal to protect American families
0: and businesses. So that's what President Biden said earlier on when he started emptying our nation's strategic petroleum reserve so that he could help his own flagging midterm numbers. The United States was not in an energy crisis when Biden came into office. It wasn't. If anything, we had an energy surplus. We had energy independence. We had energy dominance. We we're selling it on the open market. But then suddenly he comes in, he cuts production. Then he exacerbates the situation in Eurasia, and then leads us into essentially a proxy war with Russia. We are in a proxy war with Russia. I don't know why we don't talk about that more. That's what this is. You think it's just about Ukraine? No, it's a proxy war between the United States and Russia. Okay. Then, and this is just the genius of this administration, after doing all that, cuts our oil supply domestically, Goes after this proxy, pursues this proxy war, doesn't try, by the way, to de-escalate. No, no, no. Everything he does is try to escalate the situation worse and worse. And we see that every single day. Now we're at the brink of nuclear war. Thanks, Joe Biden. What do we see here next? We've now found out that apparently the Biden administration made a secret deal with OPEC. In order to replenish the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, listen to this. This is from Michael Schellenberger, Substack. The White House made a secret offer to buy up to 200 million barrels of OPEC oil to replenish the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, SPR, in exchange for OPEC not cutting oil production. What the officials said was that the White House wanted to reassure OPEC that the U.S. won't leave them hanging out to dry. Can anybody think of what the problem with that might be? Well, the problem with that might be what if OPEC, who has all the leverage in this situation, again, you have no leverage here in this deal. So, what if OPEC says, you know what? We don't like you anymore. We don't want to go off on this deal because if we cut production, We can get oil to $100 a barrel. We could get oil to $200 a barrel. So screw your wussy little deal. We're going to cut production anyway. And guess what? That's exactly what OPEC has just announced. They had a meeting in Vienna. They have agreed to a 2 million barrel a day cut in oil. This is going to send the cost of oil skyrocketing. It's going to send the price at the pump skyrocketing. And it's all because the idiots, the spoiled little rich kids running our White House day in and day out from BlackRock and Blackstone and everything else, Buttigieg from McKinsey, they think they know what they're doing. You dumped our strategic petroleum reserve to try to help the markets when you didn't even keep it on hand for an actual crisis, like what's going on in Florida right now, what's what's going on in terms of the hurricane, the natural disasters, that's what our strategic reserve is supposed to be for. Or God forbid, the United States actually goes to war. If we get invaded somehow. These idiots. Well, well, well. If it isn't the consequences of your own actions. I guess Biden doesn't wear a hat, but if he did, he should take it off, shove it into his mouth and eat it.
1: Part of the lawsuit reads that of the $1,039,260 raised through GoFundMe and managed by Crump's law firm, not one single penny has been turned over to the plaintiff for the benefit of Dante Jr. And despite her claiming in this lawsuit that she was promised up front, any GoFundMe proceeds would be split 50-50 between Wright's family and Dante Jr. to make sure he's being taken care of. Omar, how has Ben Crump responded to this lawsuit? Well, basically, John, at this point, Ben Crump is saying that this has nothing to do with me because I didn't manage any funds. And he sent me a statement that reads, in part, this is strictly a family dispute between the mother of Dante Wright's child and Dante's parents who set up the GoFundMe account in question. Ben Crump law did not benefit from any of the funds raised and we did not accept any fees in this case. Our hearts are always with the family and we pray that they can find resolution. Well, well, well,
0: Black Lives Matter favorite lawyer, Ben Crump, Benjamin Crump, he always represents the people in the Black Lives Matter cases. He, he represented uh, George Floyd's family. He's been sued after a client received zero dollars from a $1 million GoFundMe that was put together. And this, of course, from the great Natalie Winters over at the National Pulse. This writes, the mother of Dante Wright failed to receive one single penny from the GoFundMe. This was the this was the individual who was killed in the Kim Potter case. Kim Potter was the officer that mistook her gun. Excuse me. She mistook her taser for a gun, pulls out the gun, thinking it's the taser and proceeds to shoot and kill him. Civil lawsuit was filed. The GoFundMe was launched. They said they would split it 50-50. They never, ever split it, according to this lawsuit. Crump is a high-profile attorney, notably representing the families of George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, Breonna Taylor, and many others that have been exploited by the far-left BLM movement. Whitaker emphasized how Crump promised that she and her son would be taken care of, though her promises never materialized. Whitaker's attorneys say that the single mother hasn't received financial advice for anything. Crump hadn't, now, now they're claiming, listen to this, now they're claiming that the lawsuit notes that if Crump hadn't promised Whitaker, she would have set up her own account. So, we've seen this as a pattern at this point. It's become a pattern. That the Black Lives Matter organization, the people associated with it, they're scammers. It's a scam organization. They're bigger scammers than Sean White, okay? Patrice Cullors and others, they're in it so they can purchase homes. When you look at some of the guys that were involved with the original BLM, they're gone, not even involved with it anymore because they took their money and ran. And then you got this guy, Crump. Well, I swear he's got like a teleportation device because every time one of these incidents happens, he pops right up and then goes and settles the case The cities don't even bother suing anymore because they see Ben Crump. They know that the media circus and the left-wing reality machine is going to be turned on them. They just settle. They don't even bother. So all that money comes out of the city and goes straight into the pocket of Ben Crump, and apparently not going into the pocket of the families of the victims. Very well. When you're dealing with crooks, you should expect to get robbed and that's what you've been doing all along when you deal with Black Lives Matter. And that's all the time we have today here on Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. And then leave us your five-star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your politics. What did we talk about today? Elon Musk, planning to reverse all permanent bans on Twitter. Massive layoffs coming. Huge. Incredible. Next, the NBC reporter unwittingly implying that Twitter censorship has favored and helped liberals in elections. Third, the Biden administration's secret deal with OPEC. And then finally, a BLM attorney, Ben Crump, sued after his client received $0 from the GoFundMe fundraiser. So much that's going on. By the way, I want to remind you guys that this Sunday we are going to have the battle for the border as our sunday special we're going to be dropping it as well as the fact that you can go so watch that here on real america's voice and then if you have time go to salem now and check out border battle the new special that's just come out from turning point usa so this sunday it would be myself sheriff mark lamb from pinal county uh we've taped the interview already it's fantastic it is an hour-long understanding digression and it's really it's really a monograph on everything that's going on on our border and how it's affecting everyone in the entire country but before we go it's time for today's history break on this day october 5th 1964 the largest mass escape since the construction of the Berlin Wall occurred as 57 East German refugees escaped to West Berlin after tunneling beneath the wall. Go watch the movie Lives of Others. If you haven't seen it, if you have, watch it again. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.